Welcome to the new and improved, but mostly the same, Midwest Game Nerds podcast. I'm your host, John. Here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. We have reformatted our show. We have segments now. Today, I've got a retro review. Alex made a game for us to play called Sound Test, and Brian has finally fallen neck deep into Elden Ring. Before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch a show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network bleh, the Midwest Podcast Network has a Patreon. You can see there the tongue twisting has not changed. <laughs> the Patreon supports all the shows on our network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month. Help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks to Jason K, Tom Z, A, uh, D- David, oh, Alan K, Corey Z for their contributions. Uh, we had a few people drop out, but that's cool. We still love you. We know you're there. One of the perks to joining the Patreon is you get early access to our bonus episodes that we call side quests. For those who aren't familiar, side quests are where we veer off the outside of the realm of video games into food, beverages, movies, TV, and more. Join our Patreon to get those episodes a week early. As always, we do appreciate feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, Alex, any bumpers for the network? Yes. Westworld is is done for now. Hopefully not forever. Uh, has been done for a few weeks, but if you did not know that, we have a show on it. It's called Westworld FM. Please check that out. Uh, and the horror movie yearbook boys have continued plugging along even through our hiatus. They did a few episodes. Uh, one about the movie Prey, which is on Hulu, the Predator uh, prequel. It was so which good. I've watched about half of. Uh, and I plan to finish the rest of it at some point, uh, and then listen to their entire episode. Uh, they talk about John Carpenter's recent interview, and they talk about uh, Fear.com has been out for 20 years. They celebrate the 20th anniversary of Fear.com. And uh, they also talked about horror movie franchises they would like more of on a recent Tiny Terror. So please give that a listen I, uh, in my baby-addled brain, do not remember what they're planning to talk about this week, but I'm sure it's great. Check back on Friday to find out. Hell yeah. We love the boys at Horror Movie Your Book and are excited for their next episode. So, part of this uh, reformatting is we have segments now, and we're going to jump right into that. We're not going to do the what you've been playing unless that's all we have to talk about. It'll be a segment. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, Brian's going to talk about Elden Ring when we get to him, but we're going to start oh, that line. That is its own segment, though. That is yes. the backlog segment. If we chew through our three segments and there's like 30 minutes of podcast left, maybe we'll talk about what we've been playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But we're trying. We tried to reformat the show in order to make it more concise and focused. And so we could change it up to keep ourselves and you, our listeners, more interested in what we have to say. So. We can, we can talk about things that we are personally invested in video game-wise or play fun games or whatever we want to do without feeling like we need to go through the you know game news that you're probably getting from other more reputable podcasts or good video game sites or whatever uh, you know, all the time. Doesn't mean we're never going to talk about game news again. Something big might happen uh, and maybe we'll need to talk about it, but uh, you know, we just want to keep it fresh for everybody. And as always, if there's any feedback, MidwestGamers at gmail.com. But or, or I do talk have to a us bumper. directly from the Patreon. Yes, you know? that's true too. If you're a Patreon, you have a direct line to us through Patreon.com. 
and Please Discord. Talk to us or Discord. Either way, whatever you want to do, talk to us. Uh, I do have bumpers for the segments that aren't mine. Uh, so let's start with John's Retro yeah. Recall. Retro Recall. Welcome to Retro Recall. Do the bumper. Hey, wait. Yeah. Hello. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger. When I'm not out here killing pepperoni and listening to the Midwest game nerds, Retro Recall. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> I for, yeah, I forgot to throw a, a total recall line in there, but yeah. I can I can add. To hey, it, this is this is a this is a uh, what what do we you this this is we have some ebbing and flowing going on. It's a we're, it's a it's work a, in progress. Yeah, it's like a pilot. You'll you'll find out with the next with the with the bumper for the backlog that like it's probably only funny to me and nobody else is gonna <laughs> like it. But you know what? It's all right. We'll try it out. We'll see okay. what people say. Anyway. Anyways, uh, yeah, so um, I had an opportunity to pick up the, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Collection of Saga, Final Fantasy Legends collection on the Nintendo Switch. And for those who aren't familiar, the Final Fantasy Legend games that originally came out on the original Game Boy back in the day were basically the Saga Frontier line of games uh, in Japan that were brought over to America as Final Fantasy Legends. Uh, there were three of them. They are very difficult to understand because they are Game Boy games. <laughs> uh, but I used to play the shit out of this game. Final Fantasy Legend 3 specifically is the one that I played the most of. And uh, at least I feel like back in the day I thought I played a lot of it. But I realized now uh, because it has the speed function that I mm-hmm. really barely played any of that game <laughs> back in the day. Like it really like... Because you can speed it up in double time, it, in which luckily I'm actually really happy it doesn't double time the music. It just double times the motion because if it sped up the music, I would probably go insane. Yeah. Uh, but man, it's uh yeah, th- those early RPGs like had a real tendency to be super vague about what you needed to do and where you needed to go. And I kind of miss having game manuals nowadays with physical copies of games because you don't really get to check the cool maps or look at the relevant information about characters or anything like that. Um. So, you know, heading back into this classic game, like I, I realized that I never really got anywhere in it and that the progression actually appears a lot faster to me now than it did back in the day. Um, you know, and, and it's uh, it's really cool to see more of the game that I never saw and to have a better understanding of it. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm older now and actually kind of get the games more. Uh, but um yeah, as soon as I started playing it, the music just like hit every single nostalgic nerve in my body. And um, it is very much a traditional turn-based RPG um, where you go and you run into random battles and everything like that. And um, it it's just like it's it's so it's so nice to play something so familiar yet so unfamiliar in a way. And one of the cool things I really liked about what they did with it on the Switch is you can actually remove the Joy-Con controllers and hold your Switch sideways and play it like you're playing a Game Boy using the touchscreen, which I thought was incredible. Like, what a what an innovative way to set up the, the Nintendo Switch. And by all means, like, if Nintendo's listening, and they're not, but if they were, if you just released the entire Game Boy catalog in that manner so it can be played like that, a lot of people would just buy that. 
Yeah. A hundred percent. I just wish they would literally be like, just throw, literally take all the ROMs and dump them on a thing and then just put a disclaimer that says like, hey, some of this shit might not work properly. We're sorry, but here's all of the video, all of the Game Boy games that we can license to you very easily in one fell swoop. Yeah. Uh, and that's a very non-Nintendo idea, but I just wish they would do it so bad. It'd be so, I, I mean, so even badass. if like, if all of the other old developers started pulling their games and just reformatting them for the Switch in that way, with the same sort of skin that they use for this, like, to make it look like a Game Boy and everything, it would just, it would be so cool. Like, what a, what a cool way, like, just, I mean... I've always I'm I'm not a huge fan of using touch screen controllers just because I feel like the tactile like feeling of buttons is like part of the experience for me, but um it's just a cool concept. And I'm sure like a lot of the younger kids these days, uh, as an old man that I am, uh they enjoy using these on screen controllers to play f- the Fortnite and to play the Call of the Duties and things like that on their mobile phones. Uh, you know, the Diablo Immortals and things like that of this world i'm sure they would have no problem jumping right into this and playing it other than the fact that it has like the absolute worst graphics on the planet (laughs) and it still has all of the 8-bit sound and everything i mean it is it is not um it's not for the faint of heart when it comes to graphics and sound but it's it is the same old game i played back when i was eight years old and it feels the same and sounds the same and it just brought back all of those memories of sitting on the brown couch at our parents house and like i just yeah that whatever that brown corduroy was it was pretty weird but uh <laughs> but yeah it was it was uh it just, what an experience and and i did i cracked into the first one final fantasy legend as well and what i never realized about these games was really how they um the the level progression system like works in final fantasy one you don't actually like progress levels like you do in other rpgs where you're collecting experience and gaining levels in legend one you have to buy like potions from the shop to gain levels essentially Mm -hmm. and i never knew that i don't think that was ever explained anywhere even in the original manual maybe maybe it was but I, i don't remember ever reading that and i used to read those manuals all the time because i just liked looking at the artwork and everything uh, and then Final Fantasy Legend 3, you're leveling up in a manner in which you gain like points and also like uh, experience points. And then you also gain a level, but your stats don't really go up until you start getting different armor and weapons and things like that. Mm. So like your stats don't really raise with your level necessarily, um, at least not that I noticed. So I still have a ways to go in it. I haven't really touched it in a couple of weeks here just because I've been so busy with other things and. You know, the Steam Deck, wanting to play with that and, and, and mess around with emulation on there and other things. But uh, if you have a chance to pick it up and you want some old school JRPG challenge, the the Nintendo Switch Final Fantasy Legend. Actually, I think you can get it on you can get it on PC. It's too. on. Yeah, it's on Steam. Uh, it is thirteen ninety nine right now. It's 30 percent off. So See, even uh, that's perfect until the 28th. Uh, so we'll, I picked it up on the Switch. Um, and it's funny because I remember, I think, did we have all three or did we just have two of we, them? We had, uh, legend One and legend and three. three. We didn't okay. have two, but we had borrowed two from Chris across the street for the longest okay. time. And then, yeah, because he was a huge fan of, of, of the second one. And I, I remember, actually, I remember the second one. That's the one I probably got the furthest in out of all of them. Hmm. Um, 
and then we ended up having to give it back to him but I, i remember the second one being really cool too i just like i remember trying to play these games and just being way too young for them like you said like there's so much about the systems and things that like not only did you have to read the manual to get an idea about it, and, you know, I still don't know how to read, so that clearly wasn't going to happen, but <laughs> on top of that, like, applying the abstract description of how the game is supposed to work to the actual how the game works is going to be difficult for someone who's under the age of 10 trying to play an RPG yeah. that is translated from Japanese into English. It's um, just super vague and there's lots of proper nouns in it that like if you mm-hmm. if you really don't know what you're doing or like have that sense of exploration uh you probably don't care. But luckily it's like the world is small enough that free roaming it to figure out where to go and what to do isn't that difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the difficulty really came in my misunderstanding of the fighting system and like applying the right weapons to the right type of characters. Cause you have humans and you have mutants. Those are the two kind of characters that you have. And as you're fighting in the world, monsters will drop meat that you can eat to then turn into the monster, or you will fight robots that drop parts that your mutants can t- then turn into cyborgs and things like that. There's all of these things that like, yeah, our systems that like, yeah, because there's never a full explanation of how they function and like what the result is of consuming this meat or that meat or these parts. Um, so honestly, I think that's a lot of the reason why like Souls games work for some people, especially people our age, because it's very much like, hey, remember that time where you didn't know everything about a game because like just because it tells you where the gun is, yeah, uh, and how to pick it up. Like <laughs> it's on the stairs, think, yeah. I think there's something about that. This is about Retro that. Recall. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think there's something about that with, with something like this. And that's the thing. Like I, When I booted up the first one, first of all, as soon as I heard the theme music on the menu <laughs> of the first one, I... In a in a million years, I nev- if you would have just played it for me like the day before I bought this game, I would have been like, that's really familiar, but I have no idea what it's from. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, holy fuck, that's a great theme song. Because yep. it's, it's so good. It's in, very in good. In all eight of its glorious bits, it is Absolutely. fantastic. Yeah. It, they're playing with like four notes. It's so, it's incredible how good it is. So that's one thing. But then, like, I booted up the game, and it's just like, name your character. And you name your character, and there's like, a, not even a sentence of story, and then you're in the world. And it's an RPG. You go and talk to people and people tell you things, but you have to figure out what those things even really mean. And there's a dude, like I remember I'd boot up the game when I was a kid and I would like immediately go out of town and then I would just get decimated by the monsters. And I was like, how the fuck does this, how could I ever possibly? And then like, I, I had to pull open game FAQs two, three days ago, honestly, like, and, and read what I was supposed to do. And there's somebody in the town that's like, hey, go to the guild and recruit some people. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I guess I probably need money to do that, don't I? And then I read that guide, and it's just like, just go to the guild and, and recruit some people. So then I was like, where the fuck is the guild? And they're like, the guild is right next to the dude that's in the inn. He's on, he's behind the counter, but he's in the inn. I was like, okay. 
Yeah, but so you never would have known that. Like you never went into had the inn. clue. And I remember doing that and like not like starting the game with one character and being like, yeah. where are my other characters? Exactly. Like, no. So like I, I went in there and I recruited three more people. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't even have to pay for these people. Like they're just in my party now. And then you walk outside and you can just destroy these monsters that were just ruining me by myself. Yeah. It's it's just it's so weird. And I think part of it is too is that these Final Fantasy Legend games very much like if you're coming from Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, you're used to having a party and the people that are in that party with you. And that's something that I always liked about those traditional RPGs. I had a harder time with something like a Persona or a Dragon Quest where you would be recruiting monsters that are more dispensable than the actual characters in the game. I never liked that. And so the idea that you could go to this guild and just get free people that could be in your party, obviously you have an incentive to keep them alive because you can level them up. But if they die, you can also not revive them. Just go back and get another dude from the guild, you know? So it's right. kind of like, yeah, it's it's just, it's a very different paradigm. And there's no text in the game to tell you how any of that works. And it's it's just incredible how far we've come and also the fact that there's still some people that just want that experience that isn't just, let me hold your hand through, let me, let me Zelda tutorial through the first six hours of this game. And then, you know, it's, right. it's crazy, but yeah, no, I, 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 I want to play more of these. The other thing that I learned is that there's been remakes of all three of them, but only in Japan, they put a remake of one out on the Wonderswan, full color, it's like 16-bit graphics. Oh, Looks no great. Way. I wish it was in on this collection. I don't know why it's not. And then two and three got got DS remakes. What? In Japan only. And I bought them on eBay as soon as I heard that they were a thing. <laughs> so they'll probably be here in like a month or two. And I'll probably Wonderful. never play them. But Wonderful. I'll have them, and that's all that really matters. Yeah. That's all I got. Brian, how do you feel about Final Fantasy Legends? Um, I had no idea they were even a thing until now, <laughs> honestly. Um, I, I totally understand what you guys are talking about with regards to games and not knowing how to play them really back in the day. I mean, I used to have dozens of PC games that I was, you know, borrowing or whatever, and they had no instruction manuals. Like, you didn't even know what the controls were, but you would just figure it out. Like, you didn't know... Half the time, you didn't even know what the objective was. But, I mean... There, was, there just, wasn't even a way to, like, pull open the controls to, no. like, rebind keys to figure out what they even did. There was no cheat sheet even to, like, yeah. tell you what the controls were. And, I mean, I don't even remember when they started putting in-game, like, control prompts into games. But that's that's just, like, a... It, it's in every game now even souls games have that but yeah. uh like now people are like there's a there's a blue x instead of a square on that button why can't they why can't they make it look like the right button when i use a different <laughs> controller on the pc yeah and we're just like hey back in our day we didn't use buttons we had to stomp our feet to get the Game Boy to <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. Back in our day we had two buttons, A and B. 
<laughs> and, that's, and that's it. <laughs> Even then, there were also more complicated PC games. Like, I remember trying to learn how to do... I mean, I don't know if it even counts as a game, but Flight Simulator back in the day, mm. I had some, like, cheat sheet for the controls or whatever, but you had to remember all these different controls. I mean, it's the same today, honestly. There's just, like, a different key for landing gear and, like, well, half well, a million was... other gadgets and stuff. At least now you can actually click on some of the stuff in the cockpit, which you couldn't do originally. And, uh, like, X-Wing and TIE Fighter all played just, like, flight sims like that, where there was, like, every key on the keyboard did something, pretty much. Well, and remember, there were there were games that would come with, with keyboard overlays that you have to, like, yeah. set over your keyboard to, like, that. know what button. Like, even, I think even Baldur's Gate came with one or something mm-hmm. like that, like a keyboard map, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always thought well, that was the most ingenious thing about the Intellivision, is how the controllers for that game were basically like a number pad and they had a little uh like cellophane sheet that would slip into it and cover the buttons with the appropriate like icons for whatever the controls were and every game came with its own so they were all just easily customizable i'm just shocked that that idea was never used again but uh yeah yeah Anyways, I, mean, I don't know much about Final Fantasy. <laughs> you know, that that concept has kind of evolved with, like, some of the on-screen controls for shooters and things. Like, instead of it being, like, A, B, X, Y or whatever, it is, like, a fire. It's a gun button. You have, like, the gun button and then, like, the jump button. Like, yeah. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Well, so. even even just, like, the ubiquity of some of the controls, you know, like, Halo... Halo figured out first-person shooters on consoles, right? And that's just the way that they have to be. Mm-hmm. If you don't control similar to what Halo does, and I mean, there's been minutia about how like Call of Duty controls and stuff like that, but I was gonna say, did Halo do that or did Call of Duty kind of redefine it? I remember Call of Halo Duty did being, it first, but Call of Duty added the ADS, like aim down sights. Oh, kind of without thing. a doubt, yeah. and yes. like that completely changed the way first person games work and felt. And that I remember, I remember playing an Xbox 360. And whatever, I think it was just Call of Duty. I don't which I don't remember which one it was that came out. Call with of Duty Three would have been the three sixty launch, the launch title, one. Yeah, and yep. I remember that specifically, like being in this in like a mire at like midnight and playing the demo set with that, and just being like, "Oh my god, I can aim down the gun." Like, for sure, for sure. I, but even like I'm saying, like Halo, if you you could even look at like Killzone on the PlayStation Two, same generation as Halo. And then look back at like Doom on the Sega 32X, and it's they they're the same control set basically, and neither of them works really well. You're using <laughs> like a D-pad to try and look around; it's horrendous. The shoulder buttons don't really help at all. It's really weird. Like they just did not. Nobody got that first-person shooter thing until Halo, and then Halo got improved upon by Call of Duty, I think. And it's just yeah. it's it's crazy like how. We've fallen, even like third-person shooters so much right now, like if you're going from, or third-person action games even, looking at like an Assassin's Creed versus an Uncharted versus whatever, they all have the button that you hold so that you can climb up things and like just, we started, they started to figure out 
how to click into the right things and it wasn't just these like mom and pop developers making a bunch of pc games that had different controls all the time it's really interesting i don't know it's just fascinating how we've landed on these like natural every human can eventually get how to control a first person shooter with the call of duty controls if they if they try at it enough but Mm -hmm. you know there's then then people like brian that are like i need to change all the keys on my keyboard because this is how i play it and just the sheer number (laughs) of games that have mapped the controls almost identical because it just works you know the the reload button is always the button to the left of your main you know a on your right thumb whatever yeah Yeah. it's it's always going to be that way like yep ADS yeah. is always your your left trigger left button. trigger yeah your Absolutely. grenade and your melee are always going to be like your your shoulder buttons like it's just it'll never change and when when a game does it differently you're like fuck this I can't yeah, like I, I like the game it looks pretty but the controls suck you know yeah yep. so anyways I'm sure everyone will have a rude rude awakening when they try to play Goldeneye on the on the uh, Nintendo service or um, game pass when that comes out because that was a recent or or maybe it just like owns even more because the (laughs) controller works better now that's true maybe uh, maybe maybe it it is the ultimate first person shooter moving forward who knows maybe i'll actually be able to play it because i'll be like oh this is palatable oh yeah it's it's, insane n64 controller it's definitely still fun like i've played it several times in the last probably five years actually but hmm. like on an n64 but yeah. it is rough like that yeah. controller the analog stick feels so bad it feels like it's just gonna pop off and it's just there's one of them which is stupid yeah. uh the whole thing just feels so cheap in your hand but yeah. um yeah it, it'll be interesting to see how it feels on a, a real controller yeah well i have a game for you guys it's called Sound Test. I don't have a jingle for it. Sound Test. The rules for this game are that I have 11 sounds here. And um, basically, you have to take turns guessing what game franchise a sound effect is from. I don't need you to get specific as to what game. But if you guess it correctly, you can get a bonus point if you can explain what the sound effect is for or when you would hear it in the game. I've got different generations, different consoles, some PC. It's a pretty even split PC versus console games uh, to make it fair fair for Brian. And, um, yeah. Let's okay. give it a try. All right. Okay. How, do, how are we buzzing in? Do we just, like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna go back and forth. So first one I'll make for John. The second okay. one we'll start with Brian. And if you get it, if you guess wrong, then it goes to your opponent, and then we'll make it a free for all if neither of you can get it. All okay. Right? All right. I'm gonna boost up the volume a little bit here so you guys can hear it pretty well. Hopefully, I don't murder your ears. But okay. Uh, let's start with this one. You both should know this one. You've heard it many times. So it's coming to me first? John, this is you first. So Brian, be quiet. Don't give it away to John. Here we go. John, your guess. Quick. I'll give you one replay before you make a guess if you want it. Uh, Yeah, do it again. Uh, (laughs) Oh my god. 
is um is it underwater bubble sound like from like Sonic? No, it is not. Brian, do you know the sound? Is it quaffing a potion in Diablo? That is correct. I'll give you two <laughs> points for that. You can wow. start with the you can start with the with the franchise, but yes, that is absolutely correct. Good job, Brian. Alright, Brian, this one next goes to you. Uh let's try uh this one. I don't know if either of you will get this one. <laughs> Would you I like to hear, hear it again? I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear anything. Really? You didn't? No, I'm sorry. Uh, is it is it really quiet? Let me double check something. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to turn off my noise suppression. Okay. How about now? It still was a little wonky, but uh, I, it's a pretty wonky sound. I can sound. hear it. I can turn it up a little bit more too. Damn, I'll, I'll I know that one, one more. but I don't. Oh. You just have to guess the franchise first. By the way, just give me a game franchise. I think almost all of these that I've picked are from the uh, a series that have many games in them. Uh. Well, I'll give you your one guess, Brian, and then I'll go to John, and then if neither of you get it, I'll start giving you some clues. Yeah, These are I, hard. You made this. I hard. don't know. I didn't think it was that hard. This is the, this is maybe the hardest one. I'm gonna say like uh, Donkey Kong Country or something. That's a great guess, but that is incorrect. John, I'll give is, you one more play. Is, uh, it, does it belong to the Mario Kart franchise? It does not. It does not. I'll, that's that's your guess. So I'm, it's back open to Brian, and I'm okay. going to give you a clue. I'm going to play it one more time. Well, it's open to both of us now, right? Yep, and you can just blurt it out when you when you have a guess. Uh, Cra- Crash Bandicoot. No. Also a good guess. Banjo-Kazooie. Nope. I say good guesses because I think it fits the sound well, but you guys are pretty far off, actually. This is a PC game. Ooh. Uh, is it like, oh, is it a The Incredible point? Machine. No, but no. I thought about getting Damn. sound from that game. I is, is it a point-and-click adventure? Can we ask questions like this for clues? Sure, I think if, you, if we can't figure it out. It is not a point-and-click adventure. Shit. I have no idea. Um, I know it's something I played, but I just can't think of what it is. <laughs> This is some. This is a franchise that um, uh, has many sequels, but it was a uh, like a spiritual successor or part of a a greater series before it. This game is very different from its predecessors. Is it? Oh no. I was going to say, does it have to do with Borderlands? Does not. 
I feel so dumb. You shouldn't feel dumb because this is a hard one, and I, I I feel like I put this one aside to be like I should use this as like a tiebreaker, but I did not. Uh, I'm gonna give you the year the game came out, and that's your final clue. Okay. This game that this specific sound effect is from came out in the year 2000. 2000 PC game. Is it You Don't Know Jack? No. That's a great guess. It's not one of the games from that collection? No. Oh, they use that sound effect, I think, and I think that's where I know that sound effect from, I swear. All right, well, it is The Sims. And that is the sound that is made when your Sims... uh, like, uh, romantic advances are, are rejected. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, man. Interesting. Right. That's a tough um, one. Yeah, I don't remember it from that game, to be honest. Yeah. I, I played my, a lot of it. My apologies. My apologies. Uh, let's go with this one. John, this is your guess. I'm going to turn it down a little bit. I'll give you one more. <laughs> I'm gonna oh have to God. put some music behind this. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I got. I got nothing, man. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, is is it uh, Starcraft? Nope. Brian, you got a guess? Flashback? No. Open to both of you again. Okay. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Nope. Metal Gear in general. No. Nope. Okay. Um. There are two games in this series. PC or console? It is a PC game. Two games in the series. PC game. Mist. Nope. That sounds familiar too. John, I know you've played a ton of this game. Brian, I'm not sure, but I assume you did. Is it Warcraft? No. no. Wait, there's three games in Warcraft, technically. Not Warcraft. Not kind or of more, Warcraft. honestly. Yeah. Uh, team Team Fortress. Correct. Oh. What that is, is the sound? That is the sound. Uh, shit. <laughs> Is that the sound it makes when somebody else gets the flag and capture the flag? Nope. Brian, do you know? I'll let uh, you steal the bonus point. I feel like it's when you uh, steal someone's identity as, like, the spy or something. Like, disguise yourself. Nope. I, I no. guess it's it Team Fortress 1 or 2. I'm assuming it's Team sense. Fortress 1. It's Team Fortress 1. I'm not going to give you the bonus point. You guys both got to guess. But it is the it is when the turret spot, when an enemy turret ah, spots you. Ah, yes! That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Damn it. Okay. Man, we suck right. at this. Uh, Brian, let's go with this one. <laughs> it's very quick. I don't, I don't hear it again. I didn't hear didn't anything. Hear it. it was very quick. Turn it up. I'm going to guess Frogger. That is incorrect. John. Sonic the Hedgehog. That is correct. What Damn is it. the noise? It is the sound... Of jumping on one of the jump pads. That's incorrect. That's much more springy. It's funny. 
Uh, you guessed it earlier for the first sound. It oh, is the, when it you collect an air bubble. That was that was going to be my second guess, um, <laughs> but I'll I'll take the loss in the bonus point for that. Yep. All right, uh, John. Let's go with this one. Holy shit! <laughs> is that Duke Nukem? No, it is not. Brian, no? do you know what it is? Holy shit! Like, I'm torn so between two different things. <laughs> um, I want to say one of the Quake franchise. That is correct. Probably Quake Three Arena. That's I, I, I'm 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 very impressed with that. But do you know when you would hear it in Quake Three Arena? When you get shit. past a certain. Uh, kill threshold, like a spree, I think it, it says that. According to what I read, you would only hear it if you killed someone who had your flag very close to their capture point. Oh, no. I've definitely Holy heard shit. that in a game many I've, times. I never heard that effect, ever. Yeah, I that's how, bad, it, that's how bad we were at those games. <laughs> well, I, I was good at those, it, but now I'm old, so I have to play people far too young with quick reflexes, so I feel right, like John. I'm at a disadvantage. Let's go with uh, this one. Oh, that's the building sound from Warcraft. Warcraft is correct. It is not the building sound. It's not the construction sound? It is not the construction. Is it the mining sound? sound? It is not the mining sound. I'm not going to give you the bonus point. That is Can the I sound guess? when you. Yeah, I'll, I'll get. I'll, I, I will let you guess. Uh, I don't know if I'll give you the bonus point or not. It is but when you click on a building that is already queued to build things. Incorrect. No. Or upgrading a building. Nope. <laughs> no way. That is the sound that is made when you click on the blacksmith. Oh, specifically the blacksmith. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Damn it. All right, Brian. I'm going to give you a console sound. Although, it's an arcade sound, too. My cone! My cone! (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I'll give you one more play, Brian. My cone! My cone! (laughs) Um... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's a... You, you guessed correct. When does that sound play? My toad! My toad! When you step on something sharp... Uh, I'll give Or hot. That's an easy one. That is an easy one. Here's an easy one for you, John. What does it say specifically? My toes! My toes! Well, no, I know that, but I mean, like... No, nah, I don't know. That's it's when you It's when you hit a trap. Okay. There's yeah. a lot of traps. Any, on any the of the different of the rolling like spike wheel traps and things and yeah, yeah and it's pretty the, great. Just the shit that's floating in the water when you're on the surfboards. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Uh, here you go, John. Here's your here's your gimme. What? What? <laughs> that's my gimme. <laughs> I thought I thought you would. Uh, what? I, I know what it know. is. I think. I'm so out of it, man. Yeah, I don't... I have no idea. I'll play it one more time. Listen closely. What? 
I just feel like it's Corey making fun of our dad. Like, that's what... <laughs> <laughs> so what? So what? Uh... Let's give me a guess. The whole franchise. I I got nothing. What is it, Brian? Castlevania? That is correct. I don't think... Symphony of the Night, probably? Is that... Is that when... What is, is a that, man? That, no. Is it from that? No. It is It is not that. Oh. It is not it, that. That's, that's when... It's when death takes all your stuff away. <laughs> yep. That is specifically... specifically death, death takes all your, Alucard's gear away, and he goes, what? I'm very what? disappointed in you, I because I've only it, played, you know... Part part of the, the issue demo. is the way, the way sound translates differently coming into these fancy ass headphones that I have yeah. as opposed to hearing it on a fucking CRT television not, like not even not only that that's also a thing but I think removing all of the context I yeah. think if you guys did this to me with even some of my favorite games I would never know because it's it like not hearing it with all of the other like soundtrack and all that other stuff it just really pulls it away and then you just like like you if you would have do it if you would have recorded like the jewels like side weapon like bouncing yeah. off of walls like I probably would have gotten that one or like any of like the daggers or the axe throwing like any of the side weapons have like very distinct sounds but choosing like a single syllable word that <laughs> spoken cuz that that could have been a duke nukem thing too that's, you know well, like, yeah. that's the, the, weird... the, vo- the voice actor playing alucard has a pretty deep voice too so the weird thing about it is that i think it's in a sound test it's not even just like a dialogue line yeah. it's it's a sound effect that the sound effect system can play so right uh brian how about this one it's it's short sweet and quiet so give give your full attention Did you hear it? Yeah. Can I hear it again? I think I know it. Super Mario Brothers? That's correct. What is it? For your bonus point. Um, it's when you smush like a Goomba or something. Yep. It's a kick. Uh, uh kick. Uh, yes, right. Let's go with uh. Those are done. All right, so I've got one, two. We've got two left. Let's go with this one, John. One more. Is it? Do it while I'm not talking. Do it again. Is it is that from Michael Jackson's Moonwalker? <laughs> no, it's not. I know. I wish I, know. I could rapid fire it. I what know. What is it, it, Brian? It's the uh, pistol from Doom. That is correct. I thought it was like the door slamming, <laughs> like when you close the <laughs> closet door. I almost did the coin flip at the beginning of a level. <laughs> uh, I almost went with that one, but I don't. I don't know if the site that I was using has that one or not. Uh, Alright, I think this one also is going to be tough. So, we'll end with this one. Brian, it's to you. First guess. Mm. I'll play it one more time. I realized I can't add music behind this because it'll make it hard to hear the sounds. 
that's okay. Hopefully people like silence, because it's fun. I'll give you, you one can, more. You can just add a quieted, like a quiet sample beat, just a beat, no music, but just like drums behind it. I was gonna get the "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" like late round question, like <laughs> intense music, but one more time. Just use some Hans Zimmer swells. <laughs> Again, I feel like this is something I played, but uh, it's not quite clicking for me. say it's something old gonna need a guess uh donkey kong <laughs> incorrect john <laughs> uh is it console or pc we're not to that section yet okay i just need to guess something then yeah. okay uh Vector Man. <laughs> Not correct, but I I should get some sound effects from Vector Man. This is a console video game. Can you give us the generation? The generation with the Game Boy in it. <laughs> <laughs> is it from a Game Boy game? <laughs> yes, it is. Um... Uh, It's not the sound that the that the Talon makes in Final Fantasy Legend 3, is it? No. That would have been a good tie-in to my segment. It would have. I should have done that. <laughs> <laughs> is it a Zelda game? Nope. I didn't give play too many clue. Game Boy games. Give us, give us another clue. It is probably the most popular Game Boy series of all time. Pokemon? Oh, it's when a Pokeball opens. Yes. That is correct. Yeah. I... Final score, Brian 10, John 6. Oof. The Look, you can effort. beat me at stuff. Yeah. I think I, ma- I made it a specific effort to have things that Brian would actually know. Because in general, when I pick things that I want, I didn't it's all hear stuff any that... clacking of that wheel and the stick game that the kids <laughs> played in hey, the fields. You know? Guess what? I, there's no way I would have known that Pokemon one, though. I have never played a Pokemon game other than Pokemon Go. Ever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I haven't heard that. Honestly, the funny thing is the first one that I thought of, the two that I thought of when I first thought of this was the... (laughs) And the... The Diablo potion for me, for some reason. Ironically, both of those combined sound like a video game character ripping a bong, so... (laughs) I can't forget the Diablo one because you drink potions constantly in that game, and I've put so many hours into Diablo games. I don't think they've even made a new sound effect for that. I I think they just keep reusing it. (laughs) I guess I just never, like... It's a great sound effect. I guess back in the day... I never, I didn't play games with headphones on, so I wasn't focusing on the sound as much as I do now. But like now, I play more games with headphones on, so I probably would be better at picking up more distinct sounds from more recent games. But I don't know. I'm not going to use that as an excuse. I failed miserably at this game. So. 
It's not true. You got you got six. Brian got ten. Woo. But speaking of more recent games, uh, we have a more recent games, but not quite recent enough. I do have a little ditty that's gonna be terrible. So please enjoy. Plans I make still have you in them, but new games swim into view. And I really wanna play them, but I wanna play you too. New games keep coming out, but I only think of you. I only know that I will get to you someday. In the backlog. <laughs> there you go. Here we are in the backlog. A third eye blind bumper. <laughs> yeah. It's for two people, you and me. And Nick, when Nick hears <laughs> well, it. Yeah, Nick, Nick will laugh at it too. But uh, yes. Oh, beautiful. The backlog, Brian, you've been playing a game in your backlog. Yeah. So back in February of this year, three really big games came out, at least for me. Um, on, uh, I think it was February, like... 17th or 18th uh forbidden or i'm sorry horizon forbidden west came out and then a week later on february 22nd destiny 2 the witch queen expansion came out and then a few days after that elden ring came out on the 25th and it was way too much for me to handle it was too much for everyone to handle, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I ultimately focused on Horizon and Destiny because in Destiny I didn't really want to fall behind in hopes of playing with people, but then ultimately just burned myself out and have barely played it the rest of the year. I'm sorry, I'm contractually obligated to do this. Destiny! 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 You're the same game you used to be. Okay, there you go. Sorry. All right. Um, the sponsors demanded of us. I, I can't. <laughs> there's nothing I can do. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West ended up being what I really focused on for, like, I don't know, the month or two it took for me to 90% complete everything. Uh I think mostly I stuck with that because it was a little easier to get into than, you know, a From Software game for an amateur like me, <laughs> even though I've played a few others. And I really liked the story of Horizon, and that kind of had me hooked. Um, ultimately, though, I started playing Elden Ring, I would say seriously, about two months ago, maybe. Um, Just before we stopped recording regular episodes. Yeah. And uh, it was still kind of rough going at first, I gotta say. Like, I'm sure everyone knows what Elden Ring is by now, but for those that somehow don't, it is the open world from software game. Um, You know, a Souls-like game. Relatively punishing, but just as rewarding at times. Um, fantasy RPG 
Just throwing all the buzzwords out there. But anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, the open world nature of this, I think, actually worked against my uh, interest being captured immediately because I kind of just felt overwhelmed and didn't know where to go, even though it does kind of nudge you to do certain things first. Uh, but then I don't know. I like, I like want to explore and it was fun until I just kept getting my ass whooped and not finding anything <laughs> of use. And ultimately I thought back to when you or you guys were playing and more specifically, John was trying to say, Hey, you should watch some videos and stuff. And I finally succumbed to that. And I watched some kind of like basic tip videos for combat and stuff. And, um, also I started with the bandit class, which is, which starts with a knife, which is a dagger and, uh, a short bow. And, uh, I kind of learned how to make the most of that class from another video by getting like a really good weapon early on. Um, and a couple other things like being able to like apply ashes of war to your weapon and stuff. Like, I don't think I ever would have fucking found that item for 30 hours or something, but I feel like it's something you should have right away. <laughs> the yeah, ashes that's... of war are very important. That's like how you basically apply a skill to your weapon, like a special move, if you will. And like, not being able to do that is kind of a bummer. Like a lot of the weapons already come with one, but they're not really the most useful one. I feel mm -hmm. for a lot of the weapon types. Um, I kind of just started going toward, I only loosely followed a tutorial and I, I picked up like Reduvia, which is like a really badass dagger. It's honestly way too good for how easy it is to get in the beginning. And then I used that in conjunction with the great knife that I started with. And I was like doing a cool, like dual wield bleed kind of, uh, combo. And the, the bleed thing, like almost every enemy in the game is susceptible to it. So yeah. you can take down, basically you're just building up a meter until it hits the end. And then you're, once it's full, like your enemy will just lose a huge chunk of health at once. And that is also a mechanic. I had no idea it was in the fucking game <laughs> until I read, I watched a video because that like, they do a pretty good job explaining some of the things in this game compared to their older games. But basic combat mechanics like that, that happen behind the scenes, like, or, yeah, I never would have figured that out, to be honest. It's funny because they, like, literally tried to... Th this is the game that has the m closest to having, like, tutorials and things like that. Yeah. But it's like, here's a paragraph. And then in order to access that paragraph again, there's it's, like, literally in your inventory. <laughs> there's, yeah. like, items in your inventory that are th the tutorial notes. And it's I, it's so funny. It's just the, like... T to be oh, fair, fuck, though, guys, you really want some? Here's your tutorials. We're not gonna make anything fancy. It's their items. Check them out. 
we'll put them in there when you come across it sometimes maybe Enjoy. yeah but i mean to, me. to be fair it's like if i had the patience i did a long time ago when i had more even more time at my disposal or I only had one game to play, so I would literally learn everything about it. <laughs> that would be fine. And then, yeah, but, but nowadays it's like, I want to get up to speed to a certain degree relatively quickly. And beyond yeah. that, I don't mind sinking extra hours in to learn cool shit. Um, so yeah. So basically like I spent probably 12 to 15 hours just like getting up to speed and accomplishing nothing. And then from there, I just like kind of took off once I had a general idea, how everything actually worked and what items I should be looking for, like the upgrade items for the weapons and like the flasks and all that, um, how the spirit ashes work and which ones are actually useful, all kinds of things. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just started, like, going to town for the most part. A lot of bosses, honestly, I beat first try, like, 30 seconds yeah. once I understood what I was doing. There were a couple here and there, like, I would run into one. And I don't even think I was really over-leveled either, but I would run into some that just took a while. Like, um was the first main Godric, the first like main difficult boss you run into. I feel like I had to leave for a while and level up a bit and then come back. And then I also missed that you can get like a helper for that. And that made it a lot easier. Um, I didn't think, uh, the second main, I don't even know if that you have to do them in order either. That's, it, it's kind of obtuse. Like if there is an order to, like I did, uh, Renala next is what mm -hmm. I did. And I didn't find her to be too difficult, but still probably took me like a dozen tries. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's like a a required order. There's just like a required amount, right? I think you have to beat two of like the big big bosses to be able to like even head towards the end game. Yeah. If I recall correctly, yeah. But, That's basically um, what I did cuz I like I beat those two bosses and then it told me, "Hey, go to the capital whatever." But then yeah. I get there and the damn elevator doesn't work for me because I'm missing half the amulet and I have no clue where it is. And then uh, I explored the entire south region of the map, all of the lake area, all of uh, most of the east, <laughs> like all kinds of things. I found another way in to the capital area. But then I can't get into the capital because there's some dude on a horse that keeps whooping my ass. Yeah, and fuck that guy. Yeah, so I decided to go off again, and now I'm in uh, K uh, Khalid, I think it is, or Khalid. Um, DJ Khalid. That's not too bad. But for a while, like I, I was just making such good headway in the game, and I felt like I hit a wall, and but I still don't want to quit. This game definitely still has me. It's just like I kept going to multiple different regions and like hitting a wall. Like I didn't know. 
I think, I think that's I'm the in the right area of the now. game, though. Yeah, you know, it, like absolutely. I think the fact that you can walk away from the walls that you hit and go and find another wall to hit is absolutely what works with Elden Ring. Like, if you keep dying to something in Bloodborne, like you just get screwed. Yeah, I that is definitely a pro to this game. Um, I will say the only thing I feel like it kind of suffers from a bit where the other games didn't is like the level design is pretty good. And there is definitely some intricacy even to the, like the overworld. Like I, I, I explored a whole area I thought to death and found out there was another dungeon there that I, I literally could not spot the door. I kept running by it like over and over again. <laughs> I had just heard of, I had accidentally saying, read about it on like you're saying that it didn't look like anything to you. It didn't. No. Anyway. <laughs> um, so in that regard, like good design, like it reminds me a lot of like, uh, honestly of uh, breath of the wild because like there's shit everywhere. And sometimes you can just walk right by it and not even notice it. Um, but I feel yeah, like there's there's like 900 Korok seeds and I've only found like 12. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the dungeons themselves. There are 900 catacombs to find and I've only found three or four of them. Yeah. Like the smaller dungeons, I feel they're just def- definitely like a lesser version of some of the older level designs of like. Bloodborne or whatever, or even the larger ones like the Stormwind Castle or whatever it's called. Um, I feel like just don't have as many paths and like cool secrets and stuff, or maybe they do, and I just haven't found them all yet. But um, overall, I mean, though, like considering the like scale, an entire underbelly that like yeah, you you can miss, like you don't even have to touch it, but you can if you want. I should go back there now and just like it's storm stormvale burn by the through way. it because got, yeah stormvale yeah. stormwinds from Warcraft. Yep, we already yep we did Damn that. Damn it, I always do that. <laughs> yeah, I I think there are. That's the thing is it, it's really some of the some of the passages are so hidden that you don't know until you stumble or yeah you absolutely avoid them you miss them and you just miss them. But I don't know it's it's just it's some a game. of what it's one of those games that rewards discovery and it rewards mm-hmm. you like not going down the linear path. And I feel like they're like, I guess just open world games in general have given us that, but this one just does it in a way that like, it doesn't just become repetitive tower climbing and like, you know, uh, fetch quest nonsense kind of shit. Like it's just, there's, it's like a, there's a bigger purpose to all of it. It's literally like, Oh, I don't know if I step off this ledge, if I'm going to die or if I'm going to find a secret area. Mm -hmm. And then you can do, you find out like you find out you can use your little jewels to like throw over the edge of things. And if based off the sound, the jewel makes, is it a fall that will kill you, or is it a fall that might just hurt you a little bit? That's right. Or they have they have fucking items that are like will reduce the fall damage, and right. so you can do that. Hmm. Or it's literally like, oh, I need to come back when I have like seventy vitality or whatever the fuck, so that I can't actually survive the fall. Or just that I'm in reality, hit. a lot of there are a lot of places that you can just get to if yes. you explore, and so yep. like that sense of discovery 
is just i mean it's it's almost it it is very breath of the wild but it's almost like done in a better way i i don't i can't i don't know if i could put into words exactly how it's better it just it somehow... just feels it feels more intricate in some ways yeah in, in the sense of like and because they have these legacy dungeons that's the one thing that i think is really missing from breath of the wild is like you had the divine monsters that were the dungeons for your traditional Zelda game, but the legacy dungeons of Elden Ring feel like an evolution of what a Zelda dungeon should be, you yeah. know, where it's just this very different biome or environment that you can be in that feels different from most of the other places in the game and has different enemies and is built in such a way that it has very specific... It's not just like cave number 7,000 or catacomb number 32 that has the same, you know, pieces arranged in similar ways and you know how they're supposed to look. Like, it's like, this is an actual designed castle. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the really beautiful things about that game. And, you know, we'll see if this Breath of the Wild sequel uh, has learned anything since then or if they go anymore... Intricate I wonder, from that. I wonder, like, what kind of career an architect could have in video games, like building levels and things. Like, would would they hire an architect or like oh, absolutely. an architect who who has like you know game programming background or something like that? Or like, imagine being an architect and like you're for fun on the side, like you're making Doom levels and shit. Yeah, you know, like, like a that, level designer. Just... Yeah, absolutely. You, I awesome. would have to think they would get people that could could do that kind of we thing. could we could save that for one of our other new segment designs called inside baseball yes i mean i'm sure games that have buildings that are based on real world designs they absolutely have to have some sort of architecture like as i don't know at least overseeing things giving input to say like hey yeah that would actually work you know mm-hmm. yeah no, I, in a I fantasy think... realm like this, I don't know, but uh, but you know, with Unreal Engine five, you don't need any of that. You can just use a smartphone to like scan surfaces and everything now, and just map it. You know, on your on your on your iPad. You just yeah, with Unreal Engine five, you put on your Google Glass, and it'll just map your life. Yeah, we'll you see. Can just put it into a video game. I could, you know, it, it, like it, we could make a baby simulator twenty twenty two in could my life. Make that. Yep. Yeah. I I don't I guess I do hope I actually play through this whole game. That is my goal cuz I've never <laughs> finished an entire from software game, but it, I mean, I've put in a, a lot of hours into this apparently. I must waste a lot of time. I do go AFK sometimes to just leave the game on. But it, supposedly I'm at 90 hours and I'm only level 72. I feel like I should be higher than that. Yeah, I feel like my hour count and my level count were pretty, like, similar in that range. And then eventually it kind of, like, diverged again, where but my level was a lot higher. But My guesstimate, based on the um, icons I've scattered around the screen, is I'm probably between 40 and 45 bosses that I've killed. And four, nice. of, four of them are of the 12 that are, like, re- um, main bosses bosses in the game i guess i think that you actually have to defeat 
that's one of the few things I think is missing from from software games is like really comprehensive statistics. And this, I guess, yeah. is the first game where I would really want to know that because it is open world. I well, want that Grand they... Theft Auto start menu thing. That's like here's how many fucking ducks that you stepped on. Or well, Skyrim. The funny thing is, like, they yeah. we we don't have that information, but with gaming technology nowadays. FromSoft has all of that information. Probably, yeah, they, because it's on. They I play tell, online most of the time. They yeah. can tell you exactly how many times Millennia has been fucking murdered by uh, what's his name. Uh, uh, let me solo her. Let me solo yeah. her. Yeah, they can tell you like how many times like you know specific weapon number one two three four five has been used. You know, they can tell mm-hmm. you how many people are wearing a specific armor type right now. Like all of that information is there like that's the How video game world has shifted into information technology like statistic everything yeah and they're using it to sell you things on amazon somehow they're using it to design all of their games you know they're using it to say like oh people really like this one element clearly so let's try and implement something similar to that in this other game that we have going on you know i don't know that sort of thing you really love this katana. Would you like to buy one on Amazon? In real life? Here's yeah. a katana. Also, a fedora and a neckbeard <laughs> that you can tape on. To your and some ashes. You can pretend are ashes of war. I guess going forward, like two things I would really like to see implemented in future from software games. Um, I feel like like they're way more generous with checkpoints in this game than any of the other ones I've played. Mm-hmm. However, it's wildly inconsistent. Like sometimes I've gone from a grace point to a grace point with nothing being in between. And they're maybe like a hundred feet away from each other. And I'm like, what the hell? And then there's other times where there's one. And then the next one is behind like dozens of enemies and past a boss or something. And it's like, yeah, you can run to the boss and not fight stuff, maybe. But you might fuck up, and then you're gonna be mad. And like, that kind of that's irritating. It just seems very inconsistent to me. Like with their whole design philosophy. Like I don't know. I just wish they were a little more easily, or just well placed, um, yeah. thoughtfully think- placed. It, it it but the thing is it comes miles beyond what you know Dark Souls three exactly Bloodborne did yeah like so I, I said I think I think it'll keep getting better I hope yeah you know, hopefully hopefully it's not features it's bugs and they're gonna try and figure it out better but the other thing that honestly drives me crazy is trying to use items in the middle of combat is mm. they need a better system for that I feel like like if you need to to use more than one potion in a boss fight, you're just going to die trying to like look at what you're doing while also trying to dodge because they're, they're like on you immediately. As soon as you enter, like it's hard enough just to walk into the room, summon, like use your summoning bell and then switch back to like healing potion. So you don't forget and accidentally unsummon your shit instead. I just, Having all of that, like, I know there's the other, uh, like, quick wheel you can set up kind of, too, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't disagree. 
I feel like I wanted to set up macros so that I could run into a room and press <laughs> yeah. a button and then it would use like four different items and summon yeah. someone, that kind of thing. It, it does get repetitive because, yeah, you are doing like a, you want to use a two or three items when you go in or something. And uh, I, I'm really stingy though. Like I admit I've only used two rune arcs. I have like 16 of them in my inventory. <laughs> I think I used one. Because I'm yeah, just like, I'm going to need these someday, damn it. It's like yeah, exactly. hoarding shit in Skyrim that I'm never going to use. It's the same shit in Demon Souls that pissed me off, where it was like, oh, I died, so I lost my humanity again. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't know. Well, better restart the game. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, it's definitely going in my top five this year. No doubt about it. I don't think anything... I I have a hard time thinking yeah. anything else that would win the the podcast overall, but you know who knows? Maybe we'll all love God of War enough that it'll be it'll give it a run for its money. But I I I kind of doubt it. I we'll I see. mean yeah, I did love Horizon Forbidden West too, and um, Monkey Island's coming out next week. And That's true. That's true. Who knows? Yep. There's been some other there's, good there's stuff. There's a lot Tunic. of stuff dropping. There's a lot of stuff dropping in the next couple months, like leading up to Christmas. Yep. So don't think we won't talk about new video games. We will. We'll just have a cute segment name for it or something. Yeah. I think I've talked in long enough. I wasn't really timing myself, but yeah, I feel. We, I mean, we're at normal episode length, even though we only had three 15 minute segments, but I wasn't. We didn't use a timer very. <laughs> I didn't really yeah. set a timer. So. We'll we'll try and be a little more strict about it next time, but yeah. Anyways, uh, back to the normal. If you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out midwestgamenerds.com slash links. Although you can't really watch the show anymore because we're not really going to stream on Twitch because nobody cares about that anyways. No, um, sorry, Zach, if you're plus, listening. Twitch just kind of sucks now in general, I think. It, I feel like it's losing its steam. Maybe that's just me. I don't it's know. It's got more steam. There's more hot tubs than ever. I guess. <laughs> Plenty of steam. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyways, uh, check out the Podcast Network Patreon. mpn.bz slash Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help keep our shows alive and well. And it supports all the shows on the network, which is great. Uh, thanks again to our patrons, JCK, Tom Z, Dave O, Alan K, and Corey Z for their contributions. We love you guys. We love all of our patrons. I'm not going to be specific to the ones that pay us the maximum amount of money, you know. Uh, that being said, uh, we're going to do a side quest after this episode, and it is going to be about Better Call Saul, because we watched Better Call Saul, and it's great. So please join us for that, and uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks otherwise. Peace! Peace!